listening to the LMC Radio Network, broadcasting out of Forestville, California, on the World Wide Web at LuckyMojo.com. Give me a go, no, go for launch. Booster. Go. Retro. Go. Vital. We're go fly. Guidance. Guidance, go. Surgeon. Go flight. Ecom. We're go flight. GNC. We're go. Telmuse. Go. Control. Go flight. Procedures. Go. Inco. Go. FAO. We are go. Network. Go. Recovery. Go. Capcom. We're go flight. Launch control. This is Houston. We are go for launch. Professor Porterfield do not necessarily reflect the views of the sponsors or their affiliates. Two of them could, in fact, 
support life. And may, in fact, support life now that they have four humans habitable conditions. So, again, amazing. Just startling. And, and what incredible times to live in. Meanwhile, not satisfied with the days of driving Lakota uh, off of land in the midst of winter, uh, uh, the, uh, you know, North Dakota police, uh, along with uh, help from uh, uh, the federal uh, institutions, have taken out the the last of the water protectors from Standing Rock. So there you go. Uh, meanwhile, we're now up to, uh, I believe, uh, a uh, our. I'm, I'm sorry, we're getting a report of an echo. I don't know why we would have an echo. We don't have anything like that being set up here. Uh, hmm, I have. No cause of an echo. Sorry, guys. Don't know what to do to help you. We do hear an echo. All right. Well, don't know why. It's the joy of blog talk, uh, as always. And we have had some issues this week with blog talk through, uh, on, on other shows. Uh, but uh, we want you to know uh, that uh, we're... We're connected as usual here. Uh, everything is as should be and appears to be up and running. Uh, we don't have any sources. Apologize for the poor quality uh, of that uh, signal that you're getting. And uh, <laughs> welcome once again, as always, to live radio. Isn't it amazing? Now the screeching. What the hell is going on there? We don't have... I have absolutely no reason there should be any. Okay, well, we're going to try to... We're going to try to address this right now before we get any further in the show. Uh, we're looking at it right here. I've got Johnny taking a look at it. And uh, everything is as it should be. Uh, we have no cause for uh, there to be any sort of strangeness going on here. And we have uh, absolute control going on here. One, two. No, everything is correct, folks. I don't know what to tell you. Uh All right, well, I'm sorry. Uh, Everything here is correct. And uh, so we're just going to have to go forward with the show, and we apologize for these sorts of technical difficulties. We can only assume that this is something going on with Blog Talk Radio. Uh, I'm sorry that apparently there was screeching. There should never be screeching. Um, is there screeching now? Right now there's screeching. There's screeching right now. 
How about now? Okay. That's, I think we know what's going on. So um, we're going to go to a, a bit of music. And while the music plays, we're going to try to, to fix uh, that. And um, we'll be uh, right back. Make your world what 
ladies and gentlemen, um, I think that I am reconnected. And if so, please let me know. I'll be moving my way into the chat room as we speak. And I hope that the tin sound has gone away. And if not, you're stuck with it. Uh, because that was just hideous, what just happened now. The grim. Very, very, very grim. Uh, and we're back. So, hope that the tinniness is gone. And now we'll be even closer there. We're going to bring the mic into perspective. So, We've had a lot of things that have happened this week, and we're just going to move along quickly and get into it. And we've had uh, a number of things that went down this week, and I'm still in a submarine. Oh, well, I'm in a submarine. Um, And so one of the things uh, that we've had just some violent attacks on places, we've had a lot of bad news this week. We were going to get into it. Unfortunately, our time for that is now gone. However, I will say that this has been an interesting week because it's a week in which I've learned a lot about how uh, we operate here in Blog Talk Radio. And I'm going to take a few moments to tell you about how it operates so that you know, so that you can go forward with these people. This is the Now You Know show, and now you're going to know. And here's how it works. Uh, If you listen to the uh, Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour, uh, the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour is guest-driven. And so each and every week, uh, the wonderful folks at the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour, uh, Catherine Ironwood, Conjurman Ali, and our own troll Talhead, with, of course, announcements by the the ever-present and amazing Papa Newt, these fine folks go out and they find a wonderful, wonderful person from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers. And they say, hey, come and be on the show. And that person comes, and the person brings a wonderful topic. They have a great discussion about it. They do readings. And then that wonderful person gives out a spell at the end of the show. And that's how it works. That's, that's the way that show works. And it's a fantastic show. You should check it out each and every Sunday. Then we have some other kinds of shows. How does, how does the priestess, the witch, the priestess, and the cauldron work? Well, we have these two witches, and they have a cauldron, believe it or not. And they get together, and they pick out what they're going to talk about. They peer into the cauldron, and they, they find out what they're going to talk about in the cauldron and, and the time of the year, the, the, the turn of the wheel. And uh, that's how they get the show. So... You may be asking yourself, well, how does uh, Candelo's Corner, how does Candelo's Corner get their show every week? How does that work? Well, I'll tell you how that works. My good friend, your good friend, uh, Tata Candelo Cambisa, goes out into social media, and what he does is he kicks in a door, and he jumps into a room in social media. He just goes, boom, and he jumps into a room, and he goes, hey, everybody, what about this? And then people start going, what are you, are you crazy? I'll kill you, I'll find you, I'll burn you, son of a, but, ah, ah, and they start running around and doing whatever, and they do this, that, there, and then Candelo stands in the corner with a notebook, and he takes notes down, and he goes, thank you, love, that's going to be an excellent show on Monday, we're going to be talking about this Monday, and then he just wanders out of the room that he just kicked the door in, and that's how Candelo's Corner happens each and every week. It's absolutely true. You can check that out. That's exactly how that happens. And some people say, well, but how does the Now You Know show happen? How does the Now You Know show happen? Well, folks, I'm going to tell you how the Now You Know 
The Now You Know show happens like this. What happens is, well, how do I want to describe it? Ah, I know how to describe it. The Now You Know show goes together this way. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street, and there's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to write. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. So, I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! <clears throat> Thank you, Professor Porterfield. Good evening. This is Philip Fogg with the news. Today is Thursday. February 23rd, the 54th day of 2017. There are 25 days until spring begins and 311 days left in the year. The 23rd and 24th are auspicious days to cut hair to slow growth, mow to slow growth, castrate farm animals, dig post holes, harvest, wean, quit smoking, potty train, jar jams and jellies, wash wooden floors, paint, start a diet to lose weight, host a party, and kill plant pests. Very auspicious days indeed. The 23rd through the 24th are also barren days, fine for clearing, plowing, fertilizing, and killing plant pests, but not for training or planning of any kind. The 24th will be a fair day for morning fishing. See you out there. Today's highlight in history comes to us from this date in 1942, when the first shelling of the U.S. mainland during World War II occurred as a Japanese submarine fired on an oil refinery near Santa Barbara, California causing little damage. The incident would not be fully disclosed in its details to the United States public until after the war. 
On this date in 1836, the siege of the Alamo began in San Antonio, Texas. In 1870, Mississippi was readmitted to the Union. In 1903, President Theodore Roosevelt signed an agreement with Cuba to lease the area around Guantanamo Bay to the United States. In 1927, President Calvin Coolidge signed a bill creating the Federal Radio Commission, forerunner of the Federal Communications Commission, or FCC, (laughs) our big bosses around here. In 1945, during World War II, U.S. Marines on Iwo Jima captured Mount Suribachi, where they raised a pair of American flags. The second flag raising was captured in the iconic Associated Press photography. In 1954, the first mass inoculation of school children against polio using the Salk vaccine began in Pittsburgh as some 5,000 students were vaccinated. And by the way, kids and folks out there, could you do this old news reporter a real big favor? And please, please vaccinate your children. In 1970, Guyana became a republic within the Commonwealth of Nations. Today's LMC Radio Network birthday greetings go out to actor Peter Fonda, who is 77, author John Sanford, who is 73, country rock musician Rusty Young, 71, actress Patricia Richardson is 66, rock musician Brad Whitford of Aerosmith, 65, singer Howard Jones, 62, And a special air birthday greeting goes out to Apollo Dark, whose birthday will be March 1st. Our thought for the day comes from Margaret Mead, American anthropologist, born 1901, died 1978, who said, quote, Never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing that ever has. This is Philip Fogg echoing those sentiments with the news. Now we turn you over to Professor Porterfield and the Lucky Numbers. Lucky number, oh, dreaming of lucky numbers, hoping that those lucky numbers yeah. will show for me. Numbers only show for you and me. Superstition, or oh, even make me suspicious. Table with thirteen dishes, it will make me make you please. Haven't seen. Hey, that's mommy. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, open it. Put my trust in group of dust. Cause you know someday may bring you a seven. Or maybe a lucky eleven. Oh, thank you, the eleven. Lucky number for me. Yeah. 
Oh, yes, and you need not just trust in Goofer Dust, as advised by the Nicholas Brothers, because we have the lucky numbers and card for you here each and every week, brought to you by ProfessorPorterfield.com. Why not stop on by there and take a look? And the lucky numbers this week are 16, 22, 24, 32, 44, and 48. Once again, those lucky numbers are 16, 22, 24, 32, 44, and 48. And let me tell you that this is a series of numbers that is not to be beat. Solid, consistent, steady, echoing each other to each other. These are hard, fast, firm numbers, and you're not going to find any better, at least for the next seven days. This week's lucky three-digit numbers are 126. That's 126. 385. That's 385. And 444. That's 444. I have to tell you that I have that 385 is very good. 385 is very, very good. Hot, hot number. I personally, though, I personally have a really solid feeling about 126. I know normally you would think that I would say I had a solid feeling about 444, but oh no, this week I have a real solid feeling about 126. The card of the week is the King of Hearts, the Kind Father. This week, we see a time when it is profitable to seek counsel from elders, particularly male elders. This is a good week to consider your actions and your place in life as it relates to both those above you as well as those below you. Take care this week against being harsh and rigid as well as being unkind or lacking in understanding. Remember, our week runs Thursday to Thursday, so check in with the Now You Know show to get the numbers and cards when they first come out. And if you hit, <laughs> remember where you get. Till then, good luck to you all. Up next, continuing her series of meals to take with you when you go out to rally, etc., our own Miss Loretta of the First and Second Baptist Church of Quimby, Texas, with Cooking with Miss Loretta. Loretta Martin thought she was a woman, but she was another man. All the girls around her say she's got it coming, but she gets it while she can. Like the rest of us. <laughs> oh, Lord. 
but what you don't hear is him in this booth <laughs> when he goes bad. It's like, oh boy, I had an old dog that would get into briars and would make the same noise. <laughs> well, it, the professor's right, and I am here again to give you another delightful recipe that you can start and then uh, in your crock pot take along with you when you go out to your meetings, when you go out to talk to people, to protest, to rallies, to gather, to show your support or whatever you're going to go do. And tonight I'm going to be reading a recipe that was sent in to us and uh we thank you so much for sending this in, darling. This is tangy, tangy, and I made it this week, and it is. Oh, it's tangy, tangy crock pot turkey meatballs, and this is from Alyssa, and so we want to thank Alyssa for sending this in. That was so, so kind of you, darling. So, first of all, the ingredients that you will need for this. And the ingredients are broken into two parts. They're going to be uh, for the meatballs and then for the sauce. So first, the ingredients for the meatballs, you will need one and one-half pounds of ground turkey, one egg, one-half a cup of panko breadcrumbs. And if you don't want to use panko, you can just use regular breadcrumbs as well. One-fourth a teaspoon of cayenne, or one-half a teaspoon of chili powder. And i got to tell you the truth, uh, uh, Alyssa and everybody else, I didn't pick. I did not pick. I won't, I won't, I did not go either way. I said, no, I'm adding one-half a teaspoon of chili powder and one fourth a teaspoon of cayenne powder because that's how I like my food. One half a teaspoon of garlic salt and one half a teaspoon of onion powder. That's what you're going to need to make up your uh, make up your meatballs. Now, for the sauce that's going to go with those meatballs later, you need two tablespoons of Worcestershire sauce. I have to admit to you I went to three two tablespoons of white vinegar, one cup of tomato sauce, two and a half tablespoons of honey, one half teaspoon onion powder, one half teaspoon garlic salt, and one half teaspoon of chili powder. So the first thing you will do to begin this is real simple. You're just going to preheat your oven to 350 degrees. All right, so... Start that out. Then mix the ingredients for the meatballs. Those are the first six ingredients I gave you together in a bowl. Spray a baking sheet or a pan uh, with a nonstick spray and roll your meat into one-inch sized meatballs. Now, you don't want them to be too big. One-inch sized meatballs, and that should make you between 30 and 34 meatballs. Then bake them on that pan for about 20 minutes and remove them from the oven and set them to one side. It's okay if they cool down. You can even 
put them in the refrigerator for a little bit if like you have to have an interruption to what you're doing. And so that's very handy. Then after you've done that and you're prepared to really get this going, add the remaining ingredients, that's all sauce ingredients, to your crock pot, stir them up together, and then add your meatballs, stir to cover them, and cook on low for two hours. Or you can cook on high for one hour. If you're going to cook these on low for two hours and you want to take them with you, the best thing to do is to put them into your crock pot when they're still hot out of the oven. You've already mixed all your ingredients together. Mix them hot together with those ingredients. Put your crock pot on low. Cook for one hour, then cover, tie down your lid. My lid actually has a snap that you can snap and it holds. Wrap it up in beach towels like we've been talking about. Wrap it up all in towels. Put it in a cardboard box. Put it in the back of your car, particularly if you live someplace like we do in Texas, Arizona, etc. Put it where it's going to be in the sun. Drive to where you're going to go. Do your protesting, your organizing, your meeting, whatever it is you're going to do, and then this out, and there it is. It's all done, and it's delicious. I like to serve this, as Alyssa advised, over rice, and I tried it first over rice, and I liked that a lot, and then I tried it over egg noodles, and I liked it, up, I liked it over the egg noodles as well, but if you're going to be on the go, you're going to want to use rice instead of egg noodles because it's easier to cook rice slow like that and in fact some rice cookers even have an option where you can turn them off and take it with you so there you go i hope that you enjoy Alyssa's tangy crock pot turkey meatballs we did in our house and we did today we did today at the uh here at the studio and so thank you so much Alyssa darling that was so kind of you we sure do love getting recipes from folks i do so if you do have a recipe a quick and easy crock pot recipe then just send it on in send it to professor porterfield he'll pass it along to me so until next time bye-bye Hey, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, that was a great recipe. Uh, might want to try that. I can see how the word to go to there is tangy. Uh, tangy. But uh, uh, we had a discussion in the chat room that uh, some people can't have turkey. So I suppose you could use uh, ground chicken. Uh, you could use, I guess you could just use regular uh, uh Miss Loretta, could you just use regular, like hamburger? Yeah, she says yes, but it would need to be lean. So you'd have to, because she said if it's not, then it's going to make a lot more uh, fat and dripping, and that's going to change that. So lean, she says, very lean meat. You could use lean beef. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's pontification. Normally, our pontification is started off with a piece of music. That we have a guest about, but thanks to Blog Talk Radio's fun with submarine tin can things, we've already played our song. It was, of course, Curtis Mayfield with Pusher Man. And because we had to already go to it, everybody gets anything they want. Just belly up. 
you can have tangy meatballs, you can have uh, arugula, you can have knishes, cookies, brownies, deviled eggs, you name it, we got it. We got, we got, we got it. Man, listen, they're talking about putting in a make your own taco bar at, at the place next door where we go for for lunch. And it's an all you can eat place. And they're talking about putting in a, I'm, I'm going to be there. I'm going to live there. This week's pontification <laughs> is bad info for good money. And we're going to go right into it to try to make some time back up uh, because we lost some earlier. Tonight, bad info for good money. This was a topic that was brought to us, a question that was asked to us uh, by someone who wanted to remain anonymous. And uh, we say hello to you, anonymous. Thank you for so much for sending in the question. And the question was about, to sum it up, was about how you can find a great deal of disagreement about what seems to be common fact, particularly on the internet, and particularly amongst competitors, meaning people that are selling various products. So let's get into that. First of all, there's going to be we've talked about this a lot, and I guess I'm just going to keep talking about it till I'm you know blue in the face and everybody's so tired of hearing me say this. There is a lot of variance because of let's say it all together kids okay here we go regionalism not every hoodoo is the same as every other hoodoo from every other place the hoodoo you find in tennessee is not going to be exactly like the hoodoo you find in florida like the hoodoo you find in the carolinas like the hoodoo you find in texas and in texas it's going to be a little different from north south east and west California, Baltimore, New York City, Washington, D.C., etc., etc., etc. So there are elements that are the same. Of course, there are core, core elements, and there are repeated and agreed upon body and context structure of hoodoo. And then there's lots of differences. All right? So the first thing you have to think about when you say, oh, well, this person says this is how you use this, and this person is, says this is how you use that, is they may come from different areas. They may have different backgrounds. They may have different families. We here on the Now You Know show have talked in the kitchen now, well, what, what have we had, folks? We've, we've had you know, 89 shows, and for 89 shows, that doesn't include any of our Christmas specials, Halloween specials, New Year's Eve specials, Thanksgiving specials. Uh, we've actually had more than a, a hundred shows, but our 89 regular shows, we've had 89 different in the kitchen segments. And we've talked about 89 different substances, whether they be an uh, herb, a root, a flower, uh, a, a animal, a mineral, all right, etc. cetera. Uh, and when we've talked about them, we have given multiple uses for them. In general, and sometimes those things match up, meaning sometimes they both are about love, or they're both about a family, or they're both about jobs, or they're all about gambling. But sometimes if you've been listening, 
you will have noticed that there's a, oh, you can use this particular thing we're talking about tonight for gambling. Oh, and then you can also use it for love. Love luck. Okay? So now think about that. It'd be easy. It'd be easy to suddenly break off and say, oh, these two things are in con- they, they contradict each other. No, they don't contradict each other. They come from different places. They come from different things. Uh, Catherine Ironwood uh, made an excellent point in the chat room just now. She said, Kansas City barbecue is different than Texas barbecue. Kansas barbecue different than Texas. That's, that's true. That's completely true. Baltimore, bar- bar- the thing, they have a thing in Baltimore they call barbecue, and it's it's even more different, more different uh, than, say, Texas barbecue. But they're all barbecue of a fashion, okay? There's a vast difference between uh, if you go to Mexico City and ask for a bowl of chile, what you get is not going to be what you get if you go to uh, Dallas and ask for a bowl of chili, or if you go to Albuquerque and ask for a bowl of chili, or, oh, God, help you if you go to Cincinnati, Ohio, and ask for a bowl of chili. I don't know how you could eat a whole bowl of that, but anyway. So there is regional variances and differences, but we all understand that we're all trying to kind of do a similar thing. So you have to consider that first. These contradictions. I'm going to hammer this in. They're going to have to take me out of here boots first about this. Hoodoo covers a large geographical area. And there's lots of different input from those geographical areas, and it has a number of different sources that include which Native American first tribe was there to talk to those African Americans, what European folk magic tradition also came in, etc., 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 down to a, a, a structure sometimes that you even will find of these kidnapped people who were forced into slavery, did they come from this part of West Africa, that part of West Africa, this part here or that part along these rivers there? All right. That's – again, it's there. All right. So there is variance. But we're not talking about disagreement. We're still saying that you're going to tie, you're going to bind. We're still talking about you're going to use sharp things. We're still talking about you use hot you use sweet. Sometimes you use sweet hot. We're all talking about luck being important. Sometimes you use unlucky as lucky. You know, the list goes on and on and on. We have agreements about things. But it's not all in one agreement. Once again, this is the reason that hoodoo is not a ATR. It's not an African traditional religion. If it did, if it was, There'd be a hell of a lot more agreement. In fact, there'd be a lot less, there'd be more homogeny and a lot less uh, beautiful multitude of kind. Okay? But it's not. It's a heavily African influenced, African owned, if you will, uh, African American owned by all means, practice, sorcerous practice. Now, that being said, now that we've got that out of the way, let's get into the real issue here that I believe our anonymous writer was asking about. And that is this, where you have people say that there are entire subsets 
of hoodoo that don't exist, that they're not real. Or you have vast, established, well-understood things contradicted in the absolute. Okay? Let me give you an example. You have some people who say honey jars, sugar jars, sugar box, sugar container spells aren't real. They're not real. They're just not real. They don't exist. They're not a part of hoodoo. They're just some made-up bullshit. And then these people will point their finger at whoever their favorite target of the week, month, year, decade is to say, and they made it up. Because that's some person who has enough goddamn sense that they do, in fact, know the importance of using sugar and sugar container and sweetener spells. All right? Now, we know that to say that they don't exist, that it's made up, is a lie. It's an easily verifiable lie. You know, it's easy to check. All right? You just go and look. All right? You just go and check sources, and boom, there it is. It's written down. There it is. It's in lyrics of songs. There it is. It's here. There it is. It's there. And it's real. All right? Let me tell you what a lot of this is like. You're going to think I just got off topic, but I didn't. Follow along with me. What this is like is this is like the fake news phenomenon. Okay? In fact, in fact, that's exactly what this is. This is another child. This is one of the bastard stepchildren of the entire fake news experience. This is where you just come in and say that opinion is fact. All right? This is where you just come in and say, I have this thing. I don't need to verify it. I don't need to verify it either because of the strength of my voice, the caliber of my timber, uh, my race, my ethnicity, my economic status, where I live, who I am, who my friends are, etc. And all you do is you just say, this is real. And then the next person says, that's real. And then a third person says, that's real. And before you know it, fact is no longer of interest. It's no longer, you know, it's not even there, right? Then when you come in and you start proving them wrong and you say things like, oh, well, in fact, it just got mentioned. When you say things like, well, well wait, wait a minute, Zora Neale Hurston point, talks about a honey jar spell. Oh, wait a minute, there are sugar box spells here in Hyatt. Oh, wait a minute, here's, you know, in this book, in that book, in this anthropological statement, in that, here, 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 in this song, here, in that play, here, blah, 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 blah. They use a broad sweeping brush. None of those people count because they're not real. None of those people count because they're not real. They're not real. They're not real. This is the exact same bullshit as the fake news bullshit. This is the, the same thing, kids. I mean, seriously, the exact same fucking thing. Blatant denial of fact. We also see this with other things. Oh, uh, um, uh, people uh, didn't originally in hoodoo, originally in hoodoo. Hold on a minute. I got to take a moment here. Before I say this one, uh, Candelo. Candelo Cambisa. 
Candelo Cambisa, please do not take a drink of anything while I say the following sentence. I say that because I love Candelo. He is my brother, and I don't want to see him choke. And he'll choke because I'm going to say this, and he was taking a drink. He'd choke. It has been said by some sources that people in the old days practicing hoodoo, conjure, root work, roots, in the old days, never, ever, 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 never, ever made any sort of anointing oil or conjure oil of any kind. And the reason they didn't do that was because they didn't have glass jars. They had no jars of any kind, no containers of any kind. They did not have glass jars. They did not have glass bottles. They did not have clay bottles. They did not have uh, 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 clay pots. They did not have metal bottles or metal containers. They didn't have nothing to carry no oil in, so they couldn't make no anointing oil, pressing oil, dressing oil, conjure oil. They just didn't do it because they did not own containers. Candelo knows exactly who I'm talking about. And right now he's half bent over in his chair laughing his ass off. And that's why I warned him not to take a drink. Because if he had taken a drink, he would be choking right now. Because he would be trying to laugh and breathe liquid at the same time. Okay? People will say anything. They didn't have what it, they never had now. Now, some of it's true. But never hear about it in Oh, no, 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 no. These sons of bitches. These sons of bitches will come along and motherfucking tell you, uh, oh, original people that did hoodoo, the original African-American people who had been kidnapped, put into slavery, etc. People who lived in plantation, people who lived even after the Civil War, after emancipation. They didn't have no pressing oil, no conjure oil, no anointing oil because they didn't have no fucking containers to put it in at all, at all. And then that same motherfucker will turn around later and give you a spell that has gold dust in it. Get you some gold dust. And what you're going to do with this gold dust is you dress this whatever with gold dust. Now, let me get, let's just go back here a minute. This hoodoo over here ain't real because people in the South, African Americans in the South, before the Civil War, before emancipation, and after emancipation, before the Great Migration, did not have fucking containers. These poor sons of bitches were just carrying everything around in the hands, okay, like Jews on fucking Shabbos, okay? They got put it on a corpse to carry – that's a Jewish joke about having to put bread on a corpse to – don't even – I'll get into it some other day, okay? But they had gold dust. Where the fuck would you get gold dust? Well, you would get a gold coin, and you would file it the fuck down. I'm not telling you there's never been a use for gold dust, or in particular, civil, excuse me, in particular, silver dust. Because you get a silver coin, and you shave it down, okay? But these people didn't have, these people didn't have containers. Okay? Think about this a minute. This motherfucker just told you that these people didn't have fucking literally a pot to piss in. They literally didn't have a pot to piss in, but they could have gotten a gold coin. And, and rather than spend that gold coin to buy anything, bribe anybody, do whatever with it, 
oh, no, 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 they shave it down. Now, that's just fucking bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, just, that's madness. That's madness. I want to go further. I want to go further. Uh, when this conversation came out, uh, the person who said this, uh, there were other people listening to the person say this, and they thought that this person meant uh, fancy jars, you know, like Boston rounds and, you know, uh, Egyptian perfume bottles and all the beautiful and, and uh, often fragile uh, goddamn bottles that we see. Not that a Boston round is fragile, but uh, that we see nowadays. And everybody thought they were talking about that, fancy bottles. And they said, yes, that's right. They said, yes, that's right. They didn't have that. They had common stuff. They had like a baby food jar. You get a baby food jar. You get a coffee can. And this motherfucker interrupted them to double down, to double the fuck down and say, no, they didn't have anything. So this is not a misspoken. Nowadays, when we got the whole political weirdness and the fake news and everything, everybody wants to walk everything back and go, oh, I misspoke. When I said those people should be put against a wall and killed, I misspoke. What I meant is we need to have a dialogue. Yeah, well, it's strange how those two things sound completely different. So don't if, – if, if this ever pops up someday in archives, whatever, and that person gets all riled up, I misspoke. No, you didn't. I was there. I heard you. <laughs> I fucking heard your ass. I heard your ass. You did not misspeak. So that's one example. Now here's another example. The other example is when something's totally misrepresented. What do I mean by misrepresented? I mean, let's say you're some son of a bitch living in Kansas as a state picked at random. And you actually say to people that you're part of a secret initiatory kind of thing involving Santissima Muerte. Okay? And that you're actually a santo. You're actually involved with Santissima Muerte. And you got a church to her. And uh, you know all this shit about her that other people don't know. Other people don't know it. They don't know it. And 90% of the people, 99%, 99.9%, in fact, everybody the fuck but you, uh, who worships or deals with or venerates Santissima Muerte, does it wrong. And they're actually, they're actually venerating, worshiping, and getting power from another thing that they don't even know what it is. It's in disguise. It's a it's a lone, lonesome lonesome lonely thing lonesome lonely thing that they get in contact with and in fact it, it's actually something the fuck else in a different spirituality and people don't realize that they're doing that but I have the answer and for sixteen ninety five twenty nine ninety five sixty nine ninety five or three low low payments of ninety nine ninety five uh, I'll tell you how to really do this see that's the real problem. That's the big one. That's the big one. That's what we're talking about here. Okay? This is dangerous as shit. The other one is fucking bad. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's bad. But what it is is ignorance and ego. This is the scam. This is the scam. This is where... People are trying – this is where the buck comes in. This is bad info for good money, all right? That other one, that's just, that's just tomfuckery. That's just, that's just ego and asshattery and somebody got to fight with somebody else, 
and everybody got to puff themselves up and say, oh, look how big I am, and my way is my way, and your way is wrong. That's about trying to be some big dog in some sort of mythical neighborhood, all right, and yet potentially not necessarily making money off of it. Oh, eventually money comes in, but at the end of the day, what that's really about is self, self and ego. This second example is dangerous as hell. This is where we start really talking about the con job. This is where we're really talking about bad info for good money. Okay? This is, I'm going to go out, I'm going to take whatever the fuck it is, and I'm going to tell you, hey, come on in here with me, and I'll show you the real way. Now, again, let's be, let's be real careful here. This is not a disagreement. I'm not talking about orthodoxy versus heterodoxy. I'm not talking about some Jew that you know says Judaism's core tenets are this, and some different Jew tells you actually uh, Judaism's core tenements, tenets are this, and a third Jew gives you a third answer, and a fourth Jew gives you a fourth answer, and if you try to find a restaurant for us all to eat in at the same time, good fucking luck to you. That's a disagreement, or perhaps even an agreement that you don't understand that's internalized to a people. You see what I'm talking about? That's there are all these different Jews, and they all kind of have a different sort of perspective on it because there's not this big orthodoxy, you know, there's no Jewish pope, right, to say, this is, this is, all right? So, a bunch of opinions. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, hey, come in here with me real quiet, and I'll show you the true worship or the true veneration of Santissima Muerte, the true secret, super, super secret veneration of, uh, um, oh, uh, anybody, a any, anybody, absolutely anybody. Oh, that shit you're doing over there with St. Saint, Saint Expedite? Oh, no, 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 no. That's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. Come over here. I'll show you the true secret hidden uh, uh, thing you do with St. Expedite. And this isn't limited this isn't limited to saints. I'll show you the real hoodoo, the secret hoodoo that you have to be initiated for. And to be initiated, you have to enter my program. And that starts for a low price of thirty-nine ninety-five, And then uh, the next level, uh, your second degree hoodooism is sixty-nine ninety-five. If you want to go to third degree, okay, that's ninety-nine ninety-five. And uh, we do have a low cost where I supply you with everything you need to do to become a 32nd degree master hoodooist, and the low cost on that is uh, $5,000. And you send me that $5,000 right now, and I'll help you become a 32nd degree hoodooist. And that's just make those checks out to my church, and that's the Church of All Saints Help. Church of All Saints Help. You can just use the anagram on the check, C-A-S-H, and just make that make that out to C-A-S-H, that's the Church of All Saints Help, and send me the $5,000, and I'll help you become a 32nd degree hoodooist. And all, uh, the drink packets are either hot chocolate or orange drink, uh, and you get a church. You get a choice. Now we got a problem. Again, this isn't someone saying – 
I teach a course on Hoodoo, and, you know, here's a regular price for it. It doesn't go up. It doesn't change. It's not weird. And, you know, you come someplace, and I teach you Hoodoo, and it covers whatever. We're talking about come in here. Come in here for the secret. The secret. The secret thing that only I know. Okay? Let me tell you how you can identify this. You can identify this the same way you can identify a good Chinese food restaurant. What? No, it's true. It's true. I have an opinion about Chinese food restaurants. The best Chinese food restaurants, okay, either have a name that doesn't appear the fucking English. And so if you don't speak Chinese, uh, uh, and then do, do you speak Mandarin? Do you speak Cantonese? It's, okay. It doesn't have an English name. All right. The second way is how many adverbs, adjectives, or proper name descriptors are in the name of the Chinese food restaurant? The more, the better. In other words, if you go to a Chinese food restaurant and that is the golden imperial Hong Kong Jade Garden of Delight, that fucker is going to be a good goddamn Chinese food restaurant. Okay? I mean, that place is going to be great. I mean, it's going to be off the fucking chart. I, it's, I mean, it's, it's off the, it is off the fucking hook, baby. That's going to be fantastic. If it's just like, you know, Ming Garden, it might be pretty good. It might be okay. You know, it, it, it probably is going to be decent, good Chinese food. But if it's the more adjectives, adverbs, and proper name descriptors that are in the name strung together, strung together in the name of the Chinese food restaurant, the better the Chinese food restaurant. Unless the Chinese food restaurant, literally the name's just in Chinese, then also good, also good, also good. Now, let's take that to spiritual work. Spiritual magical sellers, the more, the more adverbs, adjectives, and proper name descriptors involved in the name of whatever the fuck it is, okay, the worse it is. The more you have to watch out. The more you have to watch out. The more you have to watch out. That's probably not going to be true. Because then you have things like Tata Candelo just mentioned. That is, come over here and buy my genuine hoodoo ancestral Geechee pot. Too many. If it had the word Carolina in it, that would be even worse. Okay? My genuine Carolina low country hoodoo ancestral Geechee pot. Uh-oh. We got trouble. You got trouble, okay? Come on down today to the genuine San Antonio Muerto uh, Garden of Santesima Muerte uh, revised, reformed church of all power of death in the word. Okay, boo, oh no, avoid the fuck out of that place. First of all, they said death twice in two different languages. Anytime any motherfucker says the same goddamn word, but in two languages, in the same fucking goddamn name, start to walk backwards. Okay? 
You don't ever hear me on the goddamn show say, kiss a me a Yiddish butt. You never hear that. You never say, kiss a me a Yiddish ass. No. People will go, what? Okay? No. That's bad. Okay? So, the other thing is, now, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. If it's in a language that is not the language of the area, of the area, okay, of the area, if it's in Iowa, and there ain't no goddamn Spanish people anywhere to fuck around there, because there are Spanish-speaking people everywhere. So, you, you know, don't be prejudiced. Don't be thinking there aren't. How the fuck do you know? But, but if you can confirm, there no, there's no Spanish community there at all, and their shit's all in Spanish, and they are not Spanish. Let me go through that for you again. Here's a cat. The name of his spiritual supply company thing is all in fucking Spanish, okay? But he's not Spanish, and he doesn't really speak Spanish, and there's no Spanish community there. Watch out. Probably going to get bad info for good money, okay? The idea here is to give you bullshit for good, hard-earned money. Anytime you start – here's another thing. Here's another thing. I'm about to get in trouble. I'm about to get in some serious goddamn trouble. Whereas it is true that there are, in fact, numerous spiritual, magical, and, quote, folk magical traditions and settings that teach that an individual holder of power must not divulge too much information about their practice and their power or they will lose their whereas that is true when someone starts quoting that your ears should prick you should immediately go mm, uh-oh wait a minute i might need to be careful I might need to be careful. I certainly need to do further research to confirm that this particular tradition does in fact teach that and not that that's just this guy over here saying it. Because that is one of the biggest cons in the business. And it's the biggest con of anything. I'm not talking about just magic. I mean anything. I can't tell you how the thing, the, the, why this box that cures cancer, I can't tell why, why if I were to talk to you about it, then everybody would speak. Okay, whatever. All right? So you got to watch out. Okay? You got to watch out for people that say, well, if I were to teach you real conjure, then I would lose all my power. And the way you know I'm powerful is I can't verify shit to you. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm starting to see how you're powerful. How the fuck does anybody learn conjure then? Well, you got to go, what do we got? We've all got to catch conjure doctors on their fucking deathbed and run in and go, Auntie, Auntie, the doctor says the emphysema going to kill you before dawn. Quick! I know you can't breathe, but could you scribble down? On a, on a notepad with a golf pencil, everything the fuck you know, okay? Or is it all written down and locked up in a certain... Can you give me the key or the combination number to the secret stash 
Where you, how the fuck, how the fuck does Conjure get taught? Well, you know, the old folks didn't teach everything they knew. Damn straight they didn't teach everything they knew. I don't teach everything I know. Catherine Ironwood doesn't teach everything she knows. First of all, let me stop right there and say one of the reasons Catherine Ironwood doesn't teach everything she knows is because the rest of us don't have time. Literally, if Catherine started talking today about everything she knew, and we, uh, we'd all be – we'd all just be here for the rest of our lives. That woman knows more than you're probably ever going to find out. Candelo Convisa does not teach everything he knows. We don't teach everything we know. Why? Because if I were to teach it, then I would lose it. No, I'm not thinking that's the reason. I'm thinking the reason that I don't teach – I can only speak for myself. I can only speak for myself. I'm thinking the reason I don't teach everything I know is because I don't trust all you motherfuckers. Let me just say that again. I don't trust you all. I don't trust you all to go out into the world and be clean and upright and, all, you know, uh, upstanding people with everything you know. And no, I do not mean that you talk too much, Catherine. I mean you know a vast you, you, you are a storehouse of knowledge, and it takes a long time. To, you know, it's like some people are just rooms. You know what I mean? You meet a human being, and God help them. They're a lovely person. But in terms of knowledge, they're a room. Okay? They're just a room. That's it. I mean that you're, you're a of knowledge. It would take forever for us to – and that's the way it should be. Okay? That's the way it should be. All right? Here's the thing. The thing is, I don't teach people everything I know because I don't know how they're going to necessarily use it. I, I, there, man, I know stuff about frogs. Let me tell you something. Miss Cat does too. The two of us know stuff about frogs, and we're not passing it along. Why? Because I don't want you out there fucking killing frogs. Frogs are in trouble. There are not a lot of frogs. We've got a frog problem. And until the frog population around here gets back to where, you know, well, nothing can happen to it. It's fine now. You know, I'm not going to be teaching shit about fucking frogs. Okay? Because I don't want frogs getting hurt. Is it good solid work? Yeah, of course it's good solid work. I just don't. I, well, doesn't, don't we deserve to know it and let us make our own choices? Mm, nah, sorry. That color me asshole. Take the asshole crayon and color in all the lines on Professor Porterfield. No, not going to do it. Okay? Here's another one. Here's another one. I know, I know a particular piece of work involving the Bible using particular parts of Exodus. That's a son of a bitch. I mean, it's, it's bad. I mean, it take, it's 10 days worth of work, and you could fucking level houses with this shit. All right? I mean, it's – and I don't teach it to everybody. I teach it to a few people. Why? Because I don't want everybody – because I don't take guns and leave them on street corners. I don't just walk around and go, hey, hey, I'm going to put a gun here. I'm just going to take this loaded shotgun. And go, hey, you know, good luck. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> hey, hey. What are y'all? What are y'all? What? Nine, ten? Here's a shotgun. Go play. I don't do that. So, no, the old folks didn't teach everything they knew. 
Also, some of that shit's just mine. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just fucking mine. It's fucking mine. It's my goddamn recipe. It's Miss Cat's goddamn recipe. It's Candelo Cambises' goddamn recipe. It's Papa Newt's goddamn recipe. Okay? It's some. It's Miss Aida's goddamn recipe. All right? It's none of y'all's business. If you want to buy the end result, I'll be happy to sell it to you. But just like Coca-Cola, Pepsi, KFC, and everybody the fuck else, Okay, we ain't going to give you that recipe. And just the old folks didn't either. It's our recipe. Someday, it'll be passed along to somebody else. Our children, our grandchildren, our associates, our, our, our well-wishers, somebody. Okay, somebody. But today, no. But people twist that around and they turn it into, I can't verify shit to you. I won't tell you anything about what I do because being mysterious is the token of my power. You see, if I were to tell you how I did it, if I were to tell you how to do it, if I were to tell you what went into it, if I were to tell you how it went into it, then I I would lose all my power. I would have no power. You're right. You would have no power because I'd find out that you're a silly, lying son of a bitch that you didn't know shit. And if I took the information you gave me and I went out to verify it with anybody else in the fucking world, nobody else would have heard about that shit that you make the fuck up, which is the reason when I take a pair of fucking scissors and I cut your goddamn mojo bags open, there ain't nothing inside them but fucking weed and goddamn dust and it ain't even good dust it ain't church dust it ain't dust you got out of a fucking church dust you got out of a tomb good dust you got out of the dust that's left over the bones of a saint the bones of a wise man the bones of a root worker it's just fucking grass clippings and fucking dust off your goddamn table while you was cleaning up and that's the reason you can't tell nobody nothing that's the reason nothing can be discussed. The rest of us are out there fucking telling people shit, trying to keep the goddamn tradition alive, trying to keep shit happening, and you busy fucking selling bad information for good fucking money. So it's time today, tonight, right here, right now, just like we started off, I want you to get up. I want you to go to the window, throw the window open, and say, I'm mad as hell, and I am not going to pay good money for bad information anymore. I'm going to verify my shit. I'm going to talk to others. I'm going to pass shit on. I'm going to find agreements. I'm not going to engage in the the philosophy of regionalism that says that if it's different than my region, it's wrong. I'm going to find commonality. I'm going to work together. I'm going to work together, and I'm going to make a change. And that's how I'm going to put an end. That's how I'm going to put an end to bad information for good money. And look out, because the only person who's going to get hurt by that shit is Mr. Know-It-All. He's 
Oh, yes, and that was, of course, Stevie Wonder. So, Troll, you get the cookie for Stevie Wonder. You get a partial cookie for the song. You said that the name of the song was He's Mr. M-R dot know-it-all. And the actual name of the is He's Mistra, M-I-S-S-T-R-A, no hyphen it hyphen all. And that is, of course, by Stevie Wonders. He recorded it for Tamla, which is Motown label. It's from uh, his Inversions album, which reached number 10 on the UK charts, uh, UK single charts uh, for He's Mr. Know-It-All in May of 1974. And uh, the song was released again in 1977 in both the UK and the US as the B-side of Sir Duke. And the song is essentially a very long description of Mr. Know-It-All, who is a confidence trickster, a character who has, quote, a man with a plan, who has a slick answer to all his critics, and has a counterfeit dollar in his hand. And it is uh, perhaps apocryphally stated that uh, the song is, in fact, in reference to uh, President at the time, Richard Nixon. Uh, So there you go, Troll. You get the big cookie on that one. Congratulations, and you know, Troll has this uh, method of getting these, which he calls the shotgun method, which he just goes, boom, boom. He just just names everybody he can. He just names as many artists and as many different titles as he can and hopes he gets it because, you know, he's just there in the chat room doing what we're all doing. He's just in the chat room typing and typing and typing, trying his best just to send out a signal. What's that signal? Why, that's the LMC Radio Network on the air! The LMC Radio Network, broadcasting around the globe, bringing news, information, education, and entertainment to all. It's the LMC Radio Network in the vanguard! LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rural Power with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ali, Sundays 3 to 4.30, Candela's Corner with Candelo Cambisa and Michael Correll, Mondays 5 to 7, The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays 5 to 6, In the Streets with Beverly Smith, Tuesdays 6 to 7, Fit and Foxy with Madame Nadia and Jaya Dania, Wednesdays 6 to 7, The Now You Know Show with Professor Charles Porterfield, Thursdays 6 to 7.30. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays 6 to 7. And Liquid Libations with Andrea Weston, Saturdays 5 to 7. All time specific, at 3 hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Thank you, Troll Tellhead, Chief Engineer here at the LMC Radio Network, for that update of our shows each and every week. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your friend and mine, Count Goulash, with a very special message from the Missionary Independent Spiritual Church. Take it away, Count Goulash. <laughs> Oh, oh, hello, boys and girls. It is I, Count Goulash, here again. Yes, to talk to you tonight about something different. Oh, yes, I'm here tonight to talk to you about the Missionary Independent Spiritual Church's 10th 
annual Voodoo Heritage Festival. Oh, yes. And you know, they're very, very fine and excellent people at the Missionary Independent Spiritual Church. How fine are they? These people are so good that as a church, they would even give a vampire a job. Oh, oh, scary, scary. But let me tell you what's not scary. What's not scary is the Missionary Independent Spiritual Church's 10th annual Hoodoo Heritage Festival this year, 2017, May 13th and 14th. Where? Where else? But it's 6632 Covey Road, Forestville, California. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, boys and girls. That's a Saturday and a Sunday, May 13th and 14th. This year, for the 10th, the 10th consecutive year, the Missionary Independent Spiritual Church is sponsoring their Hoodoo Heritage Festival in beautiful Forestville, California, including such wonderful presenters as Miss Catherine Ironwood, Professor Porterfield, Laura LaForest, Chaz Bogan, Beverly Smith, Miss Aida, and others, many, many others, including the incredibly strange and scary Dr. Jeremy Weiss. Oh, yes, he and I have worked together in the past. And this will be a wonderful, beautiful situation of all these fantastic guests and presenters giving you classes hands-on workshops, panel discussions. Oh, but on what? Well, on African-American folk magic, root work, hoodoo, and other, other spiritual practices. These classes, boys and girls, will teach you practical tricks and tips to take your conjure work to a whole new level of confidence and knowledge. In addition to spellcasting, they also showcase the mystery and magic of worldwide religion. So make your travel plans now to attend this unique two-day festival of Hoodoo heritage, African-American folk magic, and spiritual spellcasting. Oh, yes, and you know what? If you do it between now and March 21st, you are able to get in at the early bird special price. Oh, yes, and that's not scary at all. Oh, yes, you should, you should do that. I'll be there. That's right, Count Goulash will be there this year to help. And there will be readers, boys and girls. Oh, yes, fantastic, amazing, stupendous. Some of the greatest, some of the greatest professional readers in the world will be there, including Opalo Dark, Ora La Forest, Candelo Cambisa, Cole Meadows, the Reverend John St. Romain, Cast Excelsior, Kai Armand, Lou Flores, Madam Nadia, Madam Famita, Mama E, Marin Graves, Miss Cat, Miss Elvira, Miss Michaela, Miss Phoenix, Miss Robin, we've got all the misses, Papa Newt, Professor Ames, Professor Porterfield, and William Stickevers. Oh, ooh, so don't miss it. What is it I'm telling you not to miss? I am talking about the Missionary Independent Spiritual Church's 10th Annual Hoodoo Heritage Festival, May 13th and 14th, 2017, at 663 Covey Road, Forestville, California. Be there, or as the professor says, be square. <laughs> it's so easy to follow him. Just like, you know. Up next... 
we're going to go at least past the graveyard. Coming in on the night train with an armful of boxcars on the wings of a magpie across a hooligan night. Busted up a chaperone way out by the Cobra Mole. Cooked up a mess of mulligans and got into a fight. Whistling past the graveyard, stepping on a crack. I'm a mean mother hover, pop a one-eyed jack. You probably seen me sleeping out by the railroad track. Ask the Prince of Darkness about the smoke from the sack. Sometimes I kill a jackal and suck out all the blood. Steal myself a station wagon, driving it to the mine. A whistling past the graveyard, stepping on a crack. I'm a mean mother hover, pop a one-eyed jack. I know you've seen my headlights and the honking of my horn. I'm calling out my bloodhounds, chase the devil out the corn. Last night I cracked the Mississippi, and now it's dry as a bone. I was born in a taxi cab, I ain't never going home. Whistling past the graveyard, stepping on a crack. I'm a mean mother hover, papa, one-eyed jack. My eyes have seen the glory of the draining of the ditch. I'm coming to Baton Rouge to find myself a witch. I'm gonna switch me a couple of them every time it rains. You gotta see a locomotive probably think it's a train. Whistling past the graveyard, stepping on a crack. I'm a mean mother hover, father, one-eyed jack. in my eye. I got a ring around my finger called the 4th of July. When I get lonesome, a tear falls from my cheek. There's gonna be an ocean in the middle of the week. Whistling past the graveyard, stepping on a crack. Me, mother, hover, papa, one-eyed jack. I come in on the night train with an arm full of boxcars. On the wings of a magpie across a hooligan night. I'm gonna tear off a rainbow I never told the truth, so how in the hell could I tell a lie? Whistling past the graveyard, stepping on a crack. I'm a mean mother, hover, papa, one-eyed jack. The late, great, screaming Jay Hawkins with Whistling Past the Graveyard. And the cookie goes to Candelo Cambisa and Catherine Ironwood. They both get a cookie. 
They both were totally on top of that. It was a shared experience. They both get it. Good for them. Former, former heavyweight boxing champion of the state of Alaska. I kid you not. I kid you not. That's true. Tonight, in the What We Do section, we talked about the crossroads. Now, tonight, let's talk about the graveyard. This is a rather poignant week uh, to talk about the graveyard because there was an issue this week that came into my life and a lot of people's lives. Um, We had a pretty notable vandalization of a a Jewish um, cemetery here in America, and it was a very big cemetery. It was in Missouri, and there was quite a lot of uh, vandalism that was committed, and uh, it's being taken care of. It's being taken care of. In a multitude of ways. So when we talk about the graveyard and hoodoo, we're also talking about the dead. And uh, the spirits of the dead, the dead themselves, um, enter into hoodoo in a number of different ways. We see them as uh, spirit contacts, uh, such as you find within the spiritualist tradition. Uh, Or we can also find them attached or within, or represented by uh, their graveyard dirt, uh, which is used by people who practice hoodoo, root workers, conjure doctors, hoodooists, etc., both in the casting of spells and also in spiritual work. So just to go back to this, since we talked about this before, just like with the crossroads, uh, working with... uh, the dead and working in the graveyard is a form of work that includes a broad range, altar work, prayer, spell casting, uh, and again, for a number of different conditions. Um, Cursing, love, gambling, cleansing, I mean, all sorts of help, hurt, harm, uh, bring to, get rid of, uh, you know, up, down, and side to side. All these things can take place within the cemetery, within the graveyard, and with the dead at a variety of times. Um, And so a lot of people think of the the graveyard as this terrible, spooky place. Oh, no. It's this, oh, 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 oh. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. You have to understand that career success, wisdom, Romance, fidelity in relationships and marriage, reconciliation, luck, protection, safe travel, cleansing, uncrossing, crossing, court case work, legal matter work, blessing, healing, crossing, jinxing, cursing, mastery, personal power, as well as the creation talismans, the gathering of herbal or mineral components for various remedies, all of these things can take place within the graveyard and under the sight of and with the aid of or contact to the dead. All right? So the thing about it is, and this is the way I have talked about it before. I've talked about this on the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour before. This is not necessarily, you know, you're just hearing it from me, all right? I'm not, I'm not trying to give you, I'm not trying to give you uh, 
bad information for good money. But everybody has their own perspective. My perspective is that the graveyard is a separate kingdom, a separate nation. Meaning, if I got on a plane tomorrow and went to China, China is not here. Okay? China, you know, there are things that are similar in China, but China is a different place, a separate place, a separate world, a separate kingdom, a separate nation. And that there is a behavior that one engages in in China to keep one from getting one's ass busted. All right? You should learn what it is before you just start wandering around China. To me, the same is true of the graveyard. I don't see the graveyard as a malevolent place, a maleficent place, a place we dare not enter. It's just a place – it's just a separate nation. The difference between it and a temporal nation, meaning China, Russia, France, wherever, is some of us would like to go to England. Some of us would like to go to China. Some of us would like to go you know, to Canada or where the hell ever. But we're not all going to get there. We're not, or not all of us who want to go to Africa or all want to go to India or all want to go to France or all want to go to Germany are going to actually get there. We're all going to get to the quote-unquote graveyard. Now, admittedly, we may not all be buried in a graveyard. We may, some of us will, may be cremated and may have our ashes scattered. There are a variety of disposal methods, so we may not all be going into the graveyard, but we're all going into the land, the nation, the world of the dead, eventually. All right? So to me, that's all it's about. We have that in common. How can I be frightened of a place that I'm inevitably going to end up? I'm going to end up in, you know, well, we we are often afraid of transition in our lives. You know, we don't want to be old. We don't. Sometimes when we're young, we don't want to grow up, etc. But it's an inevitability, so you might as well get used to it today and walk away from this fear. Why do I also say that? Well, I also say that because this idea of the fearful dead, the uncanny, the malevolent dead, the oh, you know, Count Goulash, right, dead, is really not doesn't have a place in hoodoo. That's that's that comes from European traditions particularly uh, some Irish traditions and others uh, where we have not limited only to the Irish. I was just using them as one example where we have the fear of the dead. So that's the reason I say you kind of got to get away from that. I've talked before about once again, let's, let's remind ourselves hoodoo didn't join you. You joined hoodoo. So there are a number of different things that we do in the graveyard. And probably the biggest one is, or the most common one, I should say, is the collection of graveyard dirt. Graveyard dirt can be uh, gathered by a practitioner based on factors such as uh, their relationship with the spirit um, or uh, certain abilities or certain qualifiers that the dead had in life. In other words, jobs they held, things they did, whether they were a soldier, whether they were a judge, whether they were a banker or a lawyer, whether they were a mother – whether they were a father, whether they were a child or an infant, whether they died in war, whether they were a criminal. So sinner or saint all have a place and all have a use. Uh, Hoodoo uh, approaches the work with the graves in a similar manner. 
So not just for the collecting of the grave dirt, but also the use of the grave, whether something's going to be buried at the grave, whether something's going to be left at the grave for someone to hold down or to deal with. And traditionally, offerings are placed on or in the grave, and they include such things as coins, alcohol, uh, particularly when an individual is known, the dead is known, a favorite thing, favorite drink, maybe a favorite flower, um, etc. Um, and sometimes you start to see an overlap where a grave becomes particularly important. And so one of these would probably be Marie Laveau. Now, there's a big, huge debate. Which is her grave? Was she actually voodoo? Was it New Orleans hoodoo? Whatever. Okay. Now, see, let me just back up for you a minute. Remember what I told you earlier in the show about there's, if there's a thing? It, you may note that there's some problems with, quote, New Orleans hoodoo. Right? Golden cat, golden imperial jade. Right. You, you see where I'm going. Okay. If the person you're dealing with in the graveyard is also an ancestor, uh, you probably do really want to try to bring something personal. And they are often more uh, facilitous to having graveyard taken, dirt taken to be kept in a house. Graveyard dirt, as we talked about with crossroads, uh, just like you can take crossroad dirt and make a crossroad at need if necessary, then you can also take graveyard dirt and make a, quote, grave if necessary. And graveyard dirt is used in a variety of ways, on candles, in mojos, laid down in tricks and powders as basis of goofer dust, etc. So I wanted to talk a lot more about this, but we had that big technical glitch at the top of the show. And so we lost about 15 minutes, 17 minutes out of the show, and I'm so sorry about that. But I hope this week that you will go out and learn a little more about the graveyard and the dead as they relate to hoodoo, because there's a lot of confusion when it comes to the dead about bringing in other elements of other African traditional religions, which are absolutely valid, absolutely wonderful. I think people should have that, but that's not hoodoo. All right. And so sometimes we have a situation where because we are talking about the dead and it's a very tender subject, a very personal subject, we will have people even from African traditional religions criticize hoodoo practitioners because hoodoo practitioners aren't doing it their way, you see. And that's not necessarily the way that has anything to do with the dead in that particular graveyard. So spend some time this week, I hope, reading up studying, going out maybe even to visit the dead and the graveyard. We would like to thank the good people at AIR, the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, for the inclusion of material from their beautiful site at readersandrootworkers.org for our What We Do segment in the show each and every week. Why don't you stop on by there and give me, give it, I should say, uh, uh, a look. Up next, we're going to talk about Mullion. We had a really cool song for it. Uh, we don't have time to play it now. <laughs> it, it, it all related to something you can use Mullion for. What we're going to do right now is we're going to dive straight into the In the Kitchen section. And I'm so sorry that we don't have time for the, the, the last song, but you know how it goes. So Mullion helps protect and control in hoodoo. And it also helps one engage in penis captivus, the capture of a penis. 
Before I go any further, let me say a number of things about this. First of all, it's not graveyard dirt. It's not graveyard dirt. I don't care how fine you ground it up. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Okay? <laughs> it's not graveyard dirt. Okay? I don't care where you heard it from. I don't care who sold it to you. I don't care what book it is. I don't care if Herman Slater drooled all over your particular eight and a half by 11 copy uh, picture of Rock Hudson. I don't care. It's not graveyard dirt. All right? Sorry. If you want to use graveyard dirt, use graveyard dirt. If you say to yourself, my tradition would not allow me to use graveyard dirt. I need to have a substitute. You might want to consider not doing that piece of work the fuck at all. Think about it a second. You're saying, I have a piece of work. I need to do this piece of work. It needs this. I can't use that, so I'll substitute. No, just don't do that work. And next, and quickly, I want to say that the uh, <laughs> that. Uh, Everybody pronounces it different. I've heard so many different pronunciations of this word. I'm from Texas. I say mullion. You say what you say. Uh, teach me a better way. So let's get right to what everybody in this chat room is talking about, which is penis captivus. To catch an adulterous lover, you can use mullion. If you suspect your partner of having another lover, get a short length of mullion stalk and keep it on you. When your lover urinates... And this is back in the days when people urinated outdoors. Stick the mullion stock down into the pool of urine and leave it in there. If someone else has intercourse with your lover, the pair will get stuck like dogs and you will be able to catch them in the act. So there you go. I know you were all like, ah, ah, ah I, I need that. Ah, ah. Okay, so now you know. Okay, so we're now going to say it a different way. On advisement. Malin. All right. Magical candles to control demons. If you lack candles, you can dip malin stocks in oil or tallow and burn them as a substitute. Malin grows quite tall and is magically potent. So a circle of six foot tall witch's candles is considered of assistance if you are summoning spirits into an outdoor circle. For if the spirit can be conjured, the circle of smoking mullen torches will bring them under your control, and you can rule them. So, now we have another pronunciation. We're going to go with it as well. And now we're going to call it Moline. <laughs> so, Moline, against enemies, wild animals, and demons. Keep a packet of moline under the pillow to prevent nightmares. Wear the leaves in your shoe or bathe for five days in moline tea to endear or engender or encourage and drive away enemies or wild animals. When burned with a mixture of psychic vision incense and commanding incense, moline smoke is a powerful adjunct to casting spells against foes. And finally... Yes, here it comes. Maline mixed with graveyard dirt and red pepper appears in some recipes for goofer dust, 
which is used to jinx an enemy. So how can it be a substitute for the thing that it's mixed with? It obviously can't. We would like to thank uh, very dearly Miss Catherine Ironwood for the inclusion of work from her fantastic book, Hoodoo Herb and Root Magic and Materia Magica of African American Conjure for our In the Kitchen segment each and every week and thank her so very much for the allowance of its use. Well, folks, I think we may have actually made it. Uh, sorry about the hiccup at the beginning. You know how these things go. Live radio. Don't worry. Because until it's over, and you know what I'm talking about, this is not the end. Ah, this is not the end. Uh, it is not even the beginning of the end. Uh, but it is perhaps the end of the beginning.
of the LMC Radio Network. Bless their hearts. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.